0: everybody um welcome welcome to capes and japes welcome to the spookiest month of the year um spooky um so uh as previously mentioned um at the end of our last episode but if you didn't hear that um for this uh, spooky, spooky month, we are going to be spending our episodes uh, focusing on uh, some spooky, spooky villains, and then maybe also some uh, some sort of Halloween-related characters who aren't necessarily evil, but some of them might be. Um, but uh, today we are uh, kicking off with uh, just the this, this spookiest villain anybody could think of, and that is the joker um the joker probably the most famous comic book villain um i would say uh which which is which is impressive i mean he's the arch nemesis of probably the second most famous superhero um but i
1: was reading i was about to be all like who's the most famous (laughs) Superman, probably.
0: Yeah, probably the guy with super in his name. You know that one. Um, I was, something I said today was like, oh, some, like, sources count, uh, count the Joker among the top four comic book characters. It goes, Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, the Joker. (laughs) It's like, really? That's wild. That's pretty wild. But, like, he's very, very, very famous. Um... And it is, it is pretty, it, it's a pretty impressive achievement to get that famous, um, as a dude who doesn't, who has a lot, a lot going on. Um, so the Joker, um, was created in a, uh, a pretty brilliant, uh, feat of character design, um, for the very first issue of Batman. Um, so the Joker has been around, uh, since, since, since the beginning, um, and he's, uh, he was created by, um, there's some, as with a lot of very early, (laughs) um, very early comic book origin stories, there's like, there was a lot of kind of, uh, in fighting later on about uh who actually came up with the joker <clears throat> um batman the character was uh created by uh Bob Kane and Bill Finger um though Bill Finger uh Bob Kane took uh a lot of the credit for it uh for most of his life um which is a running theme with a lot of comic book people um the joker was co-created by, um, another, uh, artist who's working on Batman, uh, Jerry Robinson, um, who claims that he, like, came up with the whole pitch for the Joker, um, which is widely thought to be the case. Um, he seems to have the most credible story on this, and then, like, uh, Kane and Finger have alternately been like, no, we actually, we showed him this thing first, and then he came back um with the Joker idea. But uh regardless, uh the idea it is claimed by the various people who were coming up with this is that they wanted um to have an enemy for Batman who would who was kind of outside of the norm of like you know just sort of like mob bosses and street thugs. They wanted like somebody like bizarre and recognizable and memorable. Um, that, you know, could actually, like, give, like, Batman an interesting fight. Um, and the, uh, the widely, uh, cited inspirations for the Joker design are, like, one, Jerry Robinson came up with this sketch of the Joker card that gets used as, like, Joker's calling card in, like, the first, like, you know, the early appearances which is just like you know like a playing card and it's got a joker, it's like a
1: you know a dude in a silly hat, but he's got a creepy face, and he's, yeah, he's yeah, grinning def- real wide like, it's it's a playing card with the joker, and it's like a jester. yeah on yeah, it. yeah, um,
0: and uh bill finger this is this is consistent across stories, bill finger also uh was like, Oh yeah, that's good, um, and uh brought in a reference to, uh, the silent, the fairly deep cut reference, um, to the silent film, The Man Who Laughs, um, which is based on a Victor Hugo novel. Oh, lovely. Um, Yeah, this just, the, the sentence, the Joker is based on a Victor Hugo novel (laughs) is just, like, a buck wild thing to say, um, but the man who laughs uh the main character was uh like disfigured as a child so he has like kind of a permanent spooky looking grin on his face you know like the joker um oh yeah yeah in in the film he's you know a a sympathetic like heroic figure
1: which Is the it? joker
0: isn't um well i no he's 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 the lead of the story, and it's, you know, it's kind of a, a weird, sad... It's a Victor Hugo story, so it's weird and sad. Um, Victor Hugo. Weird and sad. Yeah, but he is... He's... He's not a horrible murderer. Um, not like they that were pesky
1: like, Phantom of the Opera. Right,
0: exactly. Um... But, uh, so these, these are the, the various inspirations they were drawing from, um, and in this, uh, in this first story, they were gonna kill the Joker at the end of it,
1: um. Bold move, comics, to think you could kill the Joker. I know,
0: that he was too powerful, even then. Um, their reasoning being, um, and this is honestly valid, they're like, well, we can't have the same villains keep coming back, because it makes it look like Batman can't do his job.
1: And yet, look at where comics are now. And yet today, um, but,
0: uh, editorial staff was like, no, this design is too good. Uh, which it was. Um, they were like, you- we gotta keep using this guy. So they were like, okay, fine. They put, like, one panel at the end that was like, the Joker lived! Um, and then he- Yep, and then there, he, there he, he goes. There he goes, and then he continued to appear in Batman comics for the next what's it? Almost eighty years now. Um, he's uh, he's he's been there the whole dang time. Um, and much like Batman, he's uh he's gone. He's gone through a lot of cultural shifts to match you know, Batman's cultural tonal shifts and also, like, kind of, you know, the mood of what comics are at the time. So, like, in the 40s, um, when Batman was originally based more on, like, kind of, like, pulp stories and wasn't, like, comic books weren't necessarily being, like, marketed to kids from the beginning. So, in his original appearance, the Joker was he was just a strange-looking man who... Wanted to kill people and was very good at it. Um, the I support um, I th- the
1: strange-looking man who wants to kill people. <laughs> he's just—he's
0: so weird. Um, he uh, like—he's not—he wasn't super wacky about it. Um, like his the—he's introduced with just using the uh, the Joker toxin, which is kind of his main—you know—becomes his his main MO at least for most of his early appearances he's really branched out since then um but it's still the most iconic like joker sort of weapon is this like compound that he designed himself that uh kills people and like before they die they start laughing uncontrollably and then they die with like this you know frozen like manic grin on their face like the joker has all the time um which he does like he engineers this himself. They're like, the Joker uses his knowledge of chemical engineering. <laughs> it's like, his what? Did he go to college for this? He might have. He might have. We don't know. That's the thing. Um, But so in these first appearances, he's like, I think his first storyline is he like, uh, he announces he's gonna, like, kill, like, three important people in Gotham, and one of them's the mayor, and then it turns out that he actually, like, already poisoned the mayor, and the mayor's already dead, he just, like, he's, he's just, a, he's a murderer, he's just a murder man, and he's very smart, and he's good at murder, um, and he doesn't really, he has no remorse, um, it's chaotic and then,
1: chaotic entity, yes,
0: uh, not, not to the level of chaos that we get into later. Um, still, pretty, pretty standard. Just like you know, comic book evil guy. Yeah, kind but I of feel like it's chaos. a
1: pretty chaotic move to say. No, it is. I'm it's going definitely... to kill the mayor, and the mayor has already been poisoned. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Um,
0: when we get into the '50s. Um, as has come up in so many of these episodes with characters who've been around since then. Um, we get into the 50s. Uh, comic books are, at this point, largely being bought by children. Uh, Frederick Wortham writes his book called Seduction of the Innocent that says that comic books are poisoning the mind of the youths of America and making them gay. Um, making them gay is only one part of it. It's not just about how comic books are turning kids gay. Um... But that is a major argument that he's making. Um, but also part of it is that comic books are, like, violent and sexual and, you know, are are giving kids the wrong ideas about how to behave in society. Um, so through the 50s and 60s, uh, the Joker mostly just does pranks. <laughs> I, um, I mean, like, yeah. Like, not, e- not even, like, there's some, you could classify a lot of the things the Joker does in every incarnation as pranks, um, but a lot of them are pranks that involve the deaths of, like, hundreds of people. These are just kind of fun pranks. And
1: this is Batman's problem?
0: Um, and it, well, he's pulling them on Batman, <laughs> the oh. pranks. The pranks that he's doing, and Batman's trying to trying to do his job, and it keeps getting messed up by all these zany pranks.
1: I mean, I do kind of like that element. <laughs>
0: it's 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 sort of charming.
1: Just like hey, Genuinely. I'm not gonna do any crimes really, but I'm gonna make it really hard for you to do this job that you put upon yourself.
0: Um. Yeah. You know. Sometimes it just be like that. Um, but it's uh so that lasts for a a while while we're like deep in the uh the comics code era um <laughs> this is this is just a sentence that I love. The character appeared less frequently after 1964, when Julius Schwartz, parentheses, who disliked the Joker, became editor of the Batman comics. I love that. <laughs> Which is just, that's honestly, like, like, a goal. Just, like, I'm editor of Batman, I fucking hate the Joker. Nobody writes stuff with the Joker in it. I don't want to see
1: it. Fuck you. Just Get like, that out of mm, here. Mm, guys, I have, a, I, have, I have a couple notes. Uh, can it have less of the Joker in it? <laughs> I mean, it's also, like, I know it
0: obviously means, like, disliked the, the character of the Joker and, like, disliked the concept of the Joker, but it's also very funny to me to imagine a Batman editor, like, Hey, that guy's a jerk! <laughs> Why are we letting that guy do all this stuff?! I don't like that guy one bit. (laughs) He seems up to no good, that fella. Um, but, uh, he, uh, he, he's sort of, uh, he's not quite as iconic in this time. Um, he does, uh, show up in the, uh, the Adam West Batman series, uh, played by, uh, Cesar Romero, and is wildly popular in that. Because um, it's incredible. It's an incredible Joker.
1: I mean, how could you not be a fan of <laughs> this that?
0: <is> one, <laughs> one scene where he's on the phone with Batman, and he's like, come say that to my face, and he hangs up, and Batman's right behind him, and he turns around and goes, ah! The best. It's so good. Um, But, uh, so... That's also, that's, but that's still just like, obviously, because it's like the Adam West series. It's just kind of like a pretty goofy Joker who just builds very elaborate death traps that, uh, obviously Batman and Robin always get out of. Um, cause, you know, it's fun. Um, in, uh, the 70s, the early 70s, um, is uh Dennis O'Neill and uh Neil Adams Batman, um, which is always confusing for me to talk about because they both have Neil in their names, and I always <laughs> think I'm getting one of them wrong. Um, Dennis O'Neill is the writer, um, and then he's later like a big like uh the main Batman editor. Um, Neil Adams is the artist, um, and they revive the Joker into, uh, cause there, cause this is when the point where we start getting into like kind of moody, gritty Batman comics. And then that just like gets like moodier and moodier and grittier and grittier, like straight through to Dark Knight Returns. Um, and then probably still further from there. Uh, and then like eventually we get like, oh, sort of, sort of an uptick um or at least it levels out um <laughs> but uh neil adams uh does he doesn't redesign the joker because the the central design has like always stayed the same but neil adams like take on the joker is like very 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 iconic and like a lot of times if you see like uh like joker art or posters or like you know famous like like reprints of comic book covers it's like a lot of times the neil adams version um but uh they cuz cuz they're getting into it, they're like okay darker batman grittier batman here we go uh the joker's going to start doing murders again and he's going to do like a lot of them
1: he's going to do um, so many murders he's
0: just going to start murdering left and right Um, they actually do, uh, and this is, uh, this is really the point. From here, it just sort of hits the ground running in terms of, like, Joker popularity. Like, he was still, like, you know, a very famous comic book character before, um, but from here on out is where, like, like, people just get more and more into the Joker. He has, like, there is, like, a Joker solo series in, like, the 70s, um, which just came out in trade, like, a couple years ago because it was, like, notoriously hard to find before that. It didn't run for very long, um, but, uh, that was also written by O'Neill, I think, um, but they just really, really start, like, getting so- there's so much Joker. There's so much. Um- So that's, that's in the 70s, um, obviously in the 80s we get, uh, a lot of very well-known Batman stuff, including, uh, the Joker murdering Jason Todd in the late 80s, um, possibly the most famous thing the Joker has done in Batman canon to date. Um, we get, uh, the killing joke, which I'll talk about in a little bit, um, the second famous thing the Joker has done probably, um, there's, uh, you know, Dark Knight Returns happens, um, uh, Sir, Sirius House on Serious Earth is 1989, um, he's in the, you know, the animated series in the 90s, um, just, uh, and just the m- more time goes on, The worse he gets not like (laughs) in terms of his actions the things that he does just gets like eviler and eviler basically um and the other like famous thing that like people probably probably universally know about the Joker is that uh he doesn't really have a canon origin story Um, there's a couple that have been introduced that people usually, like, play off of, um, in the early 50s, um, before the Comics Code is introduced, um, but, uh, (laughs) they're like, oh, shit, the Joker's been around for, like, 10 years and we never explained, like, why he does all these crimes or even why he looks like this, um... (laughs) and this they're like ah oh, shoot we forgot to do that so the story they come up with is that they're like uh okay so he used to be just a normal criminal uh called uh the red hood and he works he he works in a lab um a a chemical lab a lab because he went to
1: college for chemical engineering cuz
0: he went to college for chemical engineering and he works in the lab And he, uh, he wants, he decides to steal a bunch of money from his boss. Uh, and then, you know, escape. He just wants, he just wants money. He's going to take the money and retire. Um, so he comes up with this criminal identity called the Red Hood. Uh, and he, uh, he tries to steal this money from the lab. And then Batman comes and tries to get him to stop stealing because he's Batman and he doesn't like it when people do that. Um, and the Joker falls into a vat of chemical, (laughs) because it's comic books, and it's just, you know, chemicals, they just, uh, do stuff. This is sometimes, sometimes it's, like, oh, it's a vat of acid, and then, like, in other, like, variations on this story, they're, like, he fell into a chemical that was being used to make antipsychotic drugs, and it made him
1: Crazy. (laughs) because that's how that
0: works. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's how that works. In the in the original story, um it's just that it uh it alters his appearance to where he has, you know, his his hair is green and his skin is all like bleached white and his lips are bright bright red and also his face is just like grinning wildly and he can't stop ever. Um and generally what they the the original version of this story is just that he um he got disfigured and that made him go crazy um
1: because that's how that works that's how
0: that works um we can we're definitely gonna get into this with harley also because we're talking about harley next week and it's an issue with batman comics i mean with comics in general um, especially with Batman and with Batman villains. Um, but the extent to which, oh, just the way that supervillains are talked about is just like, oh, they're crazy. They do this because they're crazy. Um, it's just, it does, it really is the pits. God, um, comments. hey, um, hi. Here's a quick, uh, just a, a quick... Sidebar from your friends at Capes and Japes. Um, mental illness doesn't, as a rule, make you want to do, like, a bunch of thematic crime. Like, that's
1: not usually something that happens. Even non-thematic crime.
0: Even that! Even that! Usually not! Generally not the case. Um, because the thing is, there's a lot... people who have mental illness in the world and there aren't a lot of people running around like stealing things and then writing riddles about the thing they stole.
1: Also people with mental illnesses are far more likely to become victims of crime. Hey there's a there's a there's just a fun statistic for you. So
0: I'm just saying that mostly so when um I have to talk about this in these terms because that's the way that comics talk about it and they don't give me another alternative. That when I'm saying, like, crazy, I'm doing it with, like, the biggest, like, most sarcastic air quotes you can possibly imagine. <laughs> um, because comics are but, garbage. So, because comics are garbage, but we talk about them anyways. Um, But so that's the origin story they came up with because they were just it it was whatever you know like oh we gotta uh, say okay this is what happened um it is uh very famously popularized and uh subverted in uh famous joker comic uh the killing joke which is uh written by alan moore uh writer of watchmen Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, a bunch of other things, uh, is constantly, we talked about this with, uh, with Barbara also, because it's the comic where, uh, the Joker shoots Barbara Gordon, um, and then after that she is, uh, paralyzed from the waist down, and then after, after that, um, she becomes a cool badass hacker, um, because fuck you, um, but, uh, it is also famous for, being the comic to most sort of delve in- delve into the mind of the Joker. Um, but, uh, so he- the Joker in this comic tells Batman about how, uh, he tried to be a stand-up comedian. He had a- his- his wife was pregnant, he tried to have a career as a stand-up comedian, it didn't work, he got desperate, He turned, uh, he turned to crime for money. He, like, uh, agreed to help these, like, mobsters with a job. Um, and then Batman, you know, tried to stop the heist. And, uh, he he fell into the vat of acid and he got disfigured. And also, uh, his wife died. Um, and then he went crazy. And now he's the Joker. Um, and his... His thesis in this comic is that like, oh, I had one really bad day and I became like this. So if anybody had one really bad day, um, they, they could also, they could be like me and I'm going to prove this by, uh, shooting Commissioner Gordon's daughter. It's not about her having a bad day, even though she gets shot and tortured by me, um, it's about Commissioner Gordon having a bad day because I'm going to tell him about how I shot and tortured his daughter. Um,
1: okay. Um, Ooh. you know, I don't okay. like that Joker and one bit. Also, Can we have less of him here?
0: I, you know what? Mm, I'm not, I'm not enjoying this man. Um, and also he is, he doesn't know this but he is talking to a guy who did have one very bad day (laughs) one definitively very bad day batman did have
1: (laughs) he he Um, did have a, a very very batman and the no good very bad horrible day just a real bummer of a day
0: um and then anyways and then uh Batman helps, you know, free Gordon from the Joker's weird carnival prison, uh, and Gordon's, you know, fine. Well, I don't think he's
1: fine. Go crazy.
0: No, he's not fine. He's emotionally scarred, for sure, but he didn't emerge from it just ready to start, you know, murdering hundreds of people, um so Batman's like, oh, you're wrong, actually, um, but the point of this is part, another part of this story that constantly gets cited whenever anyone is talking about the Joker and about this specific aspect of the Joker, um, is that, uh, when, after he tells this story, (laughs) very shortly afterwards, he's like, or maybe that's not what happened, I don't know, uh you know the the famous line is like if i'm going to have a past i would rather it be multiple choice <laughs> um so part part of the point is that uh you know there's there's not a definitive origin story to the joker which is what everybody always brings up which I mean and it's a fair point but whenever they talk about like oh we're doing a Joker origin movie and then like all the nerds are like uh did you read the killing joke because the Joker doesn't have a definitive origin and that's part of the point of him because he's scarier that way It's um and like I'm one of the nerds but also like yeah nerds we get it But
1: imagine a Joker origin story where it's just a it's a movie but it's just a series of vignettes that would be
0: um, probably the only, uh, <laughs> the only reasonable way to do it. I think we talked about this, um, I can't remember if we mentioned it on the podcast. I've definitely, I've brought it up to you before, because it wasn't in your version of Endgame or Death of the Family. <laughs> I can't remember which of those two stories it's in. <laughs> something in, in there. Um, something in there. But in one of those Scott Snyder Joker stories when they were coming out, um, they were accompanied by these little, uh, this, like, these ongoing one-shots in the back where it was a bunch of escaped, um, Arkham inmates, uh, kidnapped this journalist, I think, and they were taking her from place to place, and each of them individually was, uh, telling her what they thought the Joker's origin story was. Um, and one of them was like, oh, he was, like, he was, he was, a." Uh, a you know, a jester from like the sixteen hundreds and he was cursed with immortality and one of them's like, no, he's like, he's a he's a demon from hell and he came to earth and like took the guise of a man. And it's like all of these, you know, like very fantastical things. Um which I do enjoy as a thing that probably would happen in Gotham is just like increasingly bizarre urban legends about um about the Joker. Um, so that's, that's, that's the history of the Joker. Um, he, he's been, uh, you know, obviously he's been Batman's arch nemesis, uh, since 1940. Um, in, for, you know, some, some very clear reasons. Um, he has, Again, they just really, like, knocked it out of the park with, like, a- just a- an extremely iconic design, um, the- with, you know, like, the purple suit and the gloves and the- just, like, and it's weird, because, like, he doesn't have- he doesn't have a thing. I mean, he has a thing. He has a theme. His theme is jokes. His Um, theme is murder. But his theme is murder, largely. Um, I mean, not a lot of Batman villains don't have superpowers, largely because, I mean, because Batman doesn't have superpowers, and that's a, you know, a parallel, but also because Batman doesn't have superpowers, so if he had to fight that many people with superpowers, he would die, and then there would be no more Batman comics. Well. Um, I mean, no, Batman fights a lot of people with superpowers. Well,
1: I, think... I mean, also, you could still have Batman comics without Batman. You could still a bat i mean he's, they've done he, it he's, I'd had, read them. he's he's collected orphans <laughs> he has all these he's orphans. got all these orphans um and at least some of them want to be batman um
0: speaking of which um there is uh, a a uh a joker thing that's very important to me personally is uh i think maybe like an early 90s um story uh called, uh, Joker's Last Laugh. Is it early 90s? Um, oh, early, uh, no, early 2000s. Um, Joker's Last Laugh, uh, where, uh, as part of it, um, uh, Dick thinks that, uh, Joker's killed Tim, um, and almost beats him to death. It's, like, very, just, like, uh, he didn't kill Tim. Obviously, Tim's alive, and that's part of what stops him. Is that like you know everybody else shows up? They're like, "Oh, Tim's alive. It's fine." Um, and uh, <laughs> um, they they manage to save Joker's life before Dick kills him. Um, the way this is phrased in the Wikipedia summary of it makes it sound like Dick does kill the Joker, <laughs> and then Batman brings him back to life. <laughs> which would be fucking bug- I could not, like- Even just, like, reviving the Joker from the brink of death is, like, a pretty wild thing to do, and they're doing it largely because they're like, oh, I've instilled in my children this, like, thing that, like, murder- If you kill- Anybody. I mean, obviously you should teach your children not to murder somebody, yes. <laughs> um, but I've taught my children that this is the one rule, is that you can't kill anybody, and also I'm the kind of parent where if one of them accidentally killed somebody in, you know, a, a fit of, of rage and despair because they thought that, you know, this supervillain had murdered their younger brother, then they would absolutely never ever forgive themselves for as long as they lived. So I need to make sure that the Joker lives so my favorite son, Dick Grayson, does feel so bad um if if dick had killed the joker and then batman threw the joker in a lazarus pit so dick didn't feel bad batman would need to be
1: arrested because (laughs) (laughs) that would be wild um how irresponsible um it's fine he's back don't worry it's Um, okay dick he's not dead anymore dick like you should (laughs) have left him in the ground
0: you definitely should have. I God, I I wish someone would kill. Us. Um. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we're getting uh, we're we're get, we're getting, we're getting to the uh the takes portion in a second. What was I saying before? I was talking about this. Um. Oh, okay. The Joker as Batman's nemesis. He's he's just a guy. Like I mean, he's ob- he's not a regular guy. Um. But uh. The- the most impressive thing he does is, one, he designs this toxin that nobody knows the chemical makeup of, um, because he's some- a chemical engineering genius. Um, he has a bunch of other gadgets. Um, he also has, like, a truly wild amount of resources to pull off just some, like, absolutely off-the-wall, like, crime plans. Um which in most situations is uh is implied to be because like everybody does what he says because they're terrified of him. I mean, that's fair. Um which is a fair call for sure. Um but uh like he d- he's j- he doesn't have any superpowers. And he's he just he just kills people harder than anybody else. He just does the worst murders um and obviously he's positioned as sort of the you know he's he's the antithesis to batman um and it is it is kind of cool um that you have like you know this like good versus evil like obvious dichotomy um but the evil side is represented by like color and joy um and the good side is represented by like like darkness and seriousness and intensity and you know rigidity well, you know what
1: they say um hello darkness my old friend
0: <laughs> that's what i say every time i see batman <laughs> my good friend batman um but there's You know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of stories that kind of position them as these two, like, opposing, like, kind of extra human forces. Even though they are both human people, probably. Batman definitely is. The Joker, we don't, like, Scott Snyder in Endgame definitely implied that, like, maybe the Joker's been alive for a thousand years.
1: We can't know. Which is a really wild thing to introduce. <laughs> it's just a wild
0: Scott it's a wild thing to say. Um Scott Snyder loves the Joker. I'm gonna talk about that in a <laughs> second too. Um And there is there is something that's genuinely compelling about these like these these two kind of like circling oppositional forces and one is the ultimate expression of chaos and one is the ultimate expression of order. And they both need each other to exist, but neither of them can ever like truly overcome the other. Um and that's another thing that's been like consistent like probably since the 80s. I don't know if Serious House on Sirius Earth introduced it, um, but it's very present there. Um is the concept that uh the Joker is like in love with Batman. Um, I mean, one, the Joker is obsessed with Batman, which is, uh, kind of, a a given. Because he spends his whole life just trying to, you know, make Batman upset. Um, Serious House on Serious Earth very much makes this, like, oh, the Joker is, like, sexually obsessed with Batman. Um, and I... It's, it's such, it's such a tricky line to walk because it's very, very hard to differentiate between like, uh oh, the Joker's in love with Batman and that's fucked up because the Joker as a person can't conceptualize, you know, what love is and so his expression of being in love with somebody is to try and, you know, torture all their friends and family and ruin their life so they'll, like, pay attention to you. Um, and that's very disturbing. And the Joker's in love with Batman, and that's disturbing because the Joker's a man. Um, I mean, I don't
1: think that's the disturbing part.
0: No, that's the thing, is that, like, it's... it Ooh, that it's a... Uh, it's a tricky line to walk, and a lot of people don't walk it very well, and I think that <laughs> they don't really get it, um, especially because, like, uh, you know, a lot of the Joker's design is sort of, uh, you know, dandyish and flamboyant, um, and sometimes people are like, that's the, the evil thing, it's like, that, that's not it! <laughs> That's not it. That's not- that's not th- like in, you know, in Dark Knight Returns when they make this whole, like, point about, like, showing the Joker putting on lipstick and it's supposed to be like, Ooh, he's creepy and weird. It's like- n- that's not the creepy part, please. <laughs> it's the murder. Please, Why
1: don't you understand it's that
0: the it's murder. just the murder? Um some it is it's not to say that it's never pulled off well um lego batman probably being the best example um but lego batman joker is also just objectively the best joker um but uh it's kind of it's sort of like a a similar problem that i have with deadpool where it's like okay like oh okay it's like the joker's in love with batman like that's like you know, like a, uh, can be a compelling aspect of the character. It's not great if you just try and use it to be like, look how weird the Joker is. Cause he's not straight. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it now. Ah. Um, anyways. Okay. Um, we gotta, we've been talking about this. Jo- There's a lot to talk about with the Joker. Um, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's time for olivia's hot joker opinion corner um you can skip this part if you just wanted like some you know some history and some some fun facts and things um i in my i am almost 25 and a half years old my half birthday will be this month
1: happy half birthday Um,
0: and in my thank you i'll be in disney world and also daredevil will come out so it'll be just a great time all around anyways my point being um in my old old age i i just don't fucking care <laughs> <laughs> there's so there's so much joker you know merchandise and paraphernalia and there's so many stories that are like oh, here's this from the Joker's point of view. And there's, like, you know, uh, Azarello's Joker miniseries that's, like, oh, here's, you know, a story about the Joker that's, you know, from the perspective of one of his henchmen, and we get to see what's like you know, what it's really like inside the Joker's head. And then there's, you know, um, what, uh, uh Batman White Knight just came out that's a story that's, like, what if the Joker was the hero? And Batman was the villain, and, like, there was a point in my life where genuinely I was, like, oh, it's, it's so cool, these, like, these two, you know, opposing dynamics, and they, you know, they just, they're trapped in this perpetual battle, and now it's, like, I, I don't fucking care. Like, it's not, I don't want you to think that I'm not like i'm I don't want to be talking about the Joker, because obviously, I've just talked about the Joker for like forty five minutes. Like I can talk about the Joker. And I think there's a lot of interesting history with the Joker, and there's a lot to talk about with regards to, like, you know, the ways we as a society approach the Joker. But like reading, I, I don't want to read about the Joker anymore. It's not interesting. There's like this it's it's the point I'm reaching. I th- there there are interesting things you can do with the joker but it's like the point i'm reaching in in my life is that like there are there are a, a whole bunch of like various very compelling you know extremely different ways to do good um there aren't that many interesting ways to do evil is the thing and we're at the point where the Joker's been around for almost 80 years. And every time he shows up, it's like, what's the evilest thing you can possibly think of? Just imagine the worst thing somebody could ever do. And that's what the Joker does. Um, And one, like, normally, it... A lot... Like, that's part of the problem, like, with like, Scott Snyder's Joker, for example. Like, I think... um from a narrative perspective, like the idea of, you know, oh, nobody knows where the Joker came from. And so everybody in Gotham has all of these like different stories about like, you know, if the Joker is some sort of like, you know, cursed ageless being or a a, a demon, or, you know, he's a ghost. Um, and that's interesting from like, you know, the way that that culture would develop in Gotham, like that's an interesting thing to me. Um, and Scott Snyder loves to talk about the idea of the Joker and do these, like, big, like, bombastic, like, stories about, like, you know, oh, this, like, extremely mythic, like, what Batman means and what the Joker means, um, and then the Joker shows up and he, uh, he, he cuts a bunch of people's faces off, um, and it's, like, it's freaky and it's gross and I hate it, but then it's like, oh, okay. Well, he did it, and it was evil, and then he went, ha-ha, afterwards, um, which is also part of it, like, I think, um, one of the things that's sort of driving about the Joker is that, you know, like, oh, both, he's both this, like, you know, horrible, brutal murderer, and also this crazy prank guy, and you don't know, like, which one it's gonna be, um, but, most people go for the former first of all in you know the past 30 years um and also like most writers tend to have them just kind of do like one or the other and then it's like oh all of those different interpretations are incorporated into the Joker's personality and who he is but it does mean you're reading a Joker story and it's like oh yeah all right oh that's gross he did, oh, that's gross too, I don't like that, oh, he did that, and then he said it was funny that he did it, um, and I'm just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of tired, um, it's not that I don't, I don't think there's space for the Joker in Batman anymore, um, I just don't, like, stories that, like, present the Joker as, like, the defining sort of relationship in Batman's life aren't very interesting to me. I think there's, I mean, obviously this is like now sounding like very me and very fan fictiony. I'm way more interested in exploring Batman's like relationship with his friends and his children, <laughs> and you know Catwoman um, and that kind of thing than I am in talking about, uh, you know just you just start running out of horrible things that a person can do after a while like you beat a 15 year old to death with a crowbar and it's like okay yeah you're going to keep doing horrible things like I, and uh, you're never you're never not going to be evil because that's the point of the character um you know you're never going to have you know an, a depth or you know, an origin story, because that's the point of the character. Not that he doesn't have depth, but, I mean, he doesn't really have depth, he just does murders. Um, and it's like, I I don't want it, because I don't want to see something that's like, here's why the Joker does all these horrible things. It's like,
1: I'm cool, like, he doesn't have to. Yeah, Um, like, he could definitely not do them. He could just
0: not do them. Like, there's nothing in the world that would be a horrible thing enough to happen to a person that would justify the things that uh, the Joker does. Um, and it's like, I don't... And this is also going to sound very mean and kind of mushy and philosophical, but, like, everything that's like, oh, the Joker, like represents the worst parts of us and you know oh we're exploring the telling joker stories is like exploring the darkness in in the human psyche and like oh all those parts of us that we're like scared of but we also want to interact with like i don't i don't think that's true like i don't think like there was a polygon article that came out when um they announced the joker movie that was like oh you shouldn't i can't remember who at Polygon wrote it it wasn't Susanna I don't think um but it was like oh you shouldn't do a Joker movie because in the killing joke uh they say that you know the Joker doesn't have a real origin story um which is true I just wish everybody would stop like citing the killing joke like it's the only Batman story that's ever had the Joker in it um and then they're like and the point of Joker not having an origin story is because uh there's a there's a dark part in all of us that like secretly relates to the Joker it's like there's not there there isn't
1: there really isn't there really
0: isn't is the thing
1: I Um, mean maybe in some people but not the vast majority no most people
0: a huge 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 number of people don't have that and maybe I don't think that's like Too, like, you know, like, mushy and, like, optimistic of humanity to say that, like, I don't think there's a Joker inside everybody. And also, even if there is, I'm way more interested in exploring the other things that are inside everybody. Like, hope and, you know, courage.
1: The ability to change their ways.
0: Yeah, literally anything else. Um, And this isn't, again, this is just my take. There are a lot of reasons why people would want to read about the Joker and think Joker stories are cool. And there's, like, a lot of, like, interesting stories that have been written about the Joker. Um, I think, like, again, and I'm mad at Tom King right now, but I'm still gonna say this. Um, there's, you know, (laughs) Tom King's Batman has had, like, relatively little Joker in it. Um... And, again, it's interesting because, like, this is, like, you know, like, a clear delineation between, like, the two most recent, like, big Batman writers is that Scott Snyder's Joker is, you know, might be immortal and he's this huge, like, eldritch force of chaos and he does, like, these, like, gruesome, like, horror movie things. Um, And Tom King's Joker, like, mostly just does really dramatic monologues in a church just like falls to his knees in the church and is like, There is true north, everything else is chaos, <laughs> and he does also he shoots a bunch of people in the church well, also of before this, but um, most of the issue is just him talking <laughs> because it's Tom King, um who I'm mad at. we'll talk about that in a second um, but that's yeah, I I think at this point in my life, I think the Joker used sparingly is, like, great, fine. Like, you know, there's obviously, like, narrative merit to having, like, a supervillain whose main thing is just that, like, they don't care about anything. You know, they have no goals besides just, like, causing... Mayhem, like it's like it's it's good, it's good, it's good to work with because it's like you don't have to come up with like ah fuck you know why would the penguin try and do this like what's he get out of it like the joker just wants to fuck shit up because like he feels like it and like it's useful and also it's you know it's scary and it's you know scary for batman for sure and it gets him attention. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Gets him attention, um, and that's fine, and, like, it's good to have, you know, like, somebody who Batman can, like, you know, morally contrast against in this fight for Gotham's soul, but it's just, like, I don't, I don't care about it being the central focus of my Batman stories. I don't, and I'm not gonna... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think the thing with Joker for me is that I always find <laughs> the mythos of him to be more compelling than him. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's
0: very very true. Um especially with Snyder's because like he loves the mythology stuff and it's really cool, but like you know, like there's nothing that can live up to it. Like it's just like anything you can imagine and you know, like that old like horror movie trope, like oh, it's scarier to not show anything, yeah. because what you imagine is always worse than what you actually see. Yeah. Um, or
1: censoring out expletives because people always think of yeah. the worst word they can when they get a censor. Exactly.
0: No, mythologically it is interesting, and like there's there's a lot to be done with it that's interesting, um, but a lot of it has been done, and also. Mostly when it plays out, it's just like, oh, yep, there he is. There's the, there's the, there's the nasty man. Oh, in this story, it's, uh, it's, 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 what if Batman was also the Joker? Oh, he, boy, he did some murders, huh? Okay, great, yep, I, I don't like him very much. You did it. You made me not, not like this guy who did these horrible things. I guess, I don't know, I don't know what we get out of it. And now we're doing another a Joker origin movie and I don't know what it's supposed to do for us. Like I don't know what telling stories about the Joker sans Batman like is supposed to give us as a society or like teach us about ourselves hey, hey Olivia. or help us grow as people. Yes. It's money. It is money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's for
0: sure money. <laughs> everybody loves, everybody loves the murder clown and they're going to pay the money to see him do crimes and they're going to be like, wow, those were some bad crimes that he did. And everyone's going to be like, yep, great. Uh, we've all learned a lot from this, huh?
1: Who boy. Oh, boy. But, all we- right.
0: Oh my god, we've talked for so long about the Joker,
1: and I need to eat dinner. Are you ready to talk about why you're mad at Tom King?
0: I'm mad at Tom King! Do you have anything to say before I talk about why I'm mad at Tom Uh, King? Any comics that you read that you wanted to... No,
1: I just... I do want to say that, um... I went to a local comics fair at the library, and it was like a cute little one-room thing, and it was very pleasant, and I couldn't be there for very long, but, uh... If any of y'all out there have connections at libraries and your library isn't doing a little local comics fair, it's great. I love it. T- totally cool and chill. You only need one room. Kids will be there. Adults will be there. Definitely write in your email or like newsletter thing uh, Costumes Encouraged because at least like a third of the people that I saw were in cosplay so like
0: that's so good and it's a
1: real convention because a furry was there so
0: (gasps) that's
1: That's how you you know know. oh my
0: god that's amazing i love
1: i love tiny
0: cons and like comics festivals and things they're so good
1: nice my local comic Um, book shop was there and they were giving out like two free single issues to anyone and also if you sign up for a subscription you got a free graphic novel Hell yeah, that's Yeah, rules. So, like, I'm just like, do you have like subscriptions for trades? So now they're gonna let me know when Super Suns Volume 3 comes in and they're gonna put a side one for me. And I thank I got God, the Astonishing X Men North Star. So, like, I'm <gasps> ready for that wedding. Oh,
0: oh, North Star. Um, yes, that's that's so good. That's so good. I love, I love nice little small comics events.
1: Yeah. I did also find out that an artist that I bought a print from back at WonderCon is local to my area and I bought 13 pins.
0: Yay. I love art. Um, I love comic books. Art is good. Um, so (laughs) heroes in crisis came out this week.
1: (laughs) We have been on record in past episodes saying how excited we are for this series. I have yet to read the first <gasps> issue. I'm waiting for the trade. Oh, but uh, Olivia, let me live vicariously um, through you. Okay, are you are you okay if
0: I spoil it? I already
1: it? accidentally saw a spoiler on the website because on 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 oh, the on the Google okay. because I uh, was trying it's to see Google. how com. many issues it was supposed to be, and every single okay. result uh, had the spoilers. <laughs>
0: Great. Super. Thanks, Google.com. Um, well, I am... Okay. I'm still... I'm not not excited about Heroes in Crisis. I'm still glad... The thing is, one, I'm still glad Heroes in Crisis is happening. Um, I think it is good to be telling a story about how hey, superheroes have a lot of trauma. Maybe somebody should do something about it. Um, and I think the pitch for Heroes in Crisis has a lot of potential um, in that. So basically, uh, the plot, which is you know, has come up before, um, the plot is there's this, uh, this, uh, you know, like kind of treatment facility for uh superheroes that like Bruce and Clark and Diana set up and it's called Sanctuary and anybody can go there and you know get people to help them deal with their traumas and things that they're going through and it's in a a a safe house in a secure location in the middle of nowhere um and at the start of Heroes in Crisis um someone has murdered everybody there Um, and it follows the first issue. There's, it has interviews with, like, a bunch of, of characters, like, in these, like, Tom King, like, nine panel grids where it's, like, showing all of these different people who are there at the, the facility, presumably for their intake interview, talking about, you know, what's going on with them. Um, it has, uh, Bruce and Clark and Diana, uh, realizing that this murder has happened and going there and seeing what has transpired, um, and it has, uh, Booster Gold and Harley Quinn, uh, getting into a big fight because Booster's at a diner and Harley comes there and, uh, starts just fucking stabbing him. Um, and it's a little, like, I was hoping it would be a little less trite in terms of Harley content, um, but it, it is kind of very like, oh, like, oh, Harley's trying to stab Booster and she's, you know, making like a, a you know, a, a manic face and she's singing a little song about stabbing Booster. And it's like, well, okay. But it's just one issue. Maybe and it's I'm going somewhere. Still, maybe it's going somewhere. I'm holding out. But then at the, 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 the culmination of this fight, it is revealed um, that both of them were there when this murder happened um and booster claims to have seen harley kill everybody and harley claims to have seen booster kill everybody
1: um why would either of them kill everybody
0: well that's the question isn't it um and so the conceit of the series is that booster and harley are going to uh solve this murder which one booster gold and harley quinn solve a murder is a great pitch for a comic book yes um it is a little bit less great when the murder is this depressing the thing about the murder is there are a bunch of uh of characters who we see who are murdered who are not who i believe were created for this series um and if not then they are just like the deepest of cuts uh like yeah the deepest cuts possible just like tom king like who is a totally unused character that i can kill for my murder <laughs> tom story king just like um,
1: hey dc who can i kill
0: who can i kill who can i tom king destroy well it's olivia um there are two characters who we see who are not uh d-list characters um and they are uh oh it's wally west and roy harper
1: fuck i only saw the Uh, roy one oh no (laughs) wally's dead hey what the fuck?
0: hey i'm glad i'm glad i could tell you about this wally's dead too wally's also dead (sighs) Wally died! Wally and Roy both died, and, um, they're two of Dick Grayson's best friends in the whole world. But that doesn't matter, because Dick Grayson is gonna get shot in the head and get amnesia in, like, three issues. And then he's gonna have amnesia, apparently permanently, and he's gonna change his name. So I guess he's not gonna care that two of his best friends just got murdered. I'm doing really well with this, as you all can see. Hey, welcome to Capes
1: and Japes, where Olivia has a nervous breakdown. Hey, welcome to the end of Capes and Japes. I hope you enjoyed the Joker episode. Uh, yeah, this
0: is uh, this is my origin story, and now I'm the Joker. <laughs> Olivia had um, one, and I one do very hard.
1: bad day. <laughs> I
0: had one very bad day where I read a... Co- it's... It... I mean... And one, it's comics and nobody stays dead. Two, um, it is possible but unlikely based on the conceit of the comic that either, you know, the murder itself is some kind of, you know, mind trick or something based on the fact that, like, Booster and Harley have different memories of it. And maybe nobody got murdered and it's fake murder. Um... Or maybe you know, oh, Booster's a time traveler, and maybe at the end of the series he goes back and undoes the murder. But that's like not really Tom King's mo. Um, I don't think. Um, Hey, Tom. I don't think. I. Tom. I know it's not. Tom. Tom Did Dan Didio put you up to this? Hey, Tom. Fuck. He's been trying to kill Wally (laughs) for so fucking long.
1: Did Dan put you up to this, Tom?
0: Did Dan, listen, to put Dan on the phone. Did Dan do this? Did Dan do this? And also now he's trying to change Dick Grayson's name and erase his memory because he can't fucking kill him. So we'll just do the next best thing. Listen, okay. Um. They're both, they're both huge bummers. One, they're both huge bummers because I love them. And um, they're best, they're good friends. And they're two of Dick Grayson's best friends. And they're, you know, they were Titans together. And they're both like, young um Roy is a bummer because Roy's been through a fucking lot in his life and this is just an extremely lousy way to go Wally is a huge fuck okay here's okay no oh my god we're at like an hour and 15 minutes and I'm gonna start
1: yelling about Wally West hold on I do Um, have a quick question yeah absolutely in rebirth does Roy still have his daughter no okay that would be
0: I mean I it I was very sad that she didn't exist in rebirth but now I guess it would be worse yeah. if he had a daughter and then he died so she just doesn't exist so that's cool. Um Wally it okay. I think this is an obvious like kind of like they still don't know what to do with Wally so I guess they'll just kill him. But it is your own fucking fault. DC You did this. You didn't have to decide that Barry was the Flash again and Wally never existed and then make a different Wally and then decide to bring this Wally back. Like, you did. It's your. You didn't have to have things be this confusing. Um, and it's just like, like, Rebirth Wally has been so, like, fucking half the people he knows don't remember him and his family doesn't exist and he just found out, like, two months ago that like uh oh by the way in another timeline you had uh twins and they don't exist in this one and they're trapped in the speed force but you can't have them back even though Barry reversed time to bring his mom back to life and he still gets like everything he wants and he's the Flash um you can't have that so I guess go do something else um and now he's dead God, that fucking sucks so much. That fucking, you know what? I, I'm, you, I take back the nice thing I said about Tom King writing a good joker. Cause it fucking sucks so much. And it's the pits.
1: <laughs> as somebody who. Tom King and I are no longer best friends. He's my enemy now.
0: I'm. I am enemies with Tom King. Friendship ended with Tom King. It's just so... It's almost nine o'clock, and I haven't eaten dinner, and maybe that's why I'm so cranky about this, and I do have to stop talking,
1: but I love... It's okay. If it makes you feel better, it's almost six o'clock here, and I haven't eaten lunch. Oh, Jesus. Okay,
0: we're both doing really good. Um, And, okay, I'm gonna... I'm going to continue reading Heroes in Crisis obviously and I'm going to keep reporting back on it. Um it's And I'm it, still definitely getting the trade when it oh, comes out. Oh for sure absolutely. Um it's just it's also just like us and I know this is kind of the point is that it's like a, a senseless and shocking tragedy. It is a huge terrible bummer to have like two major characters murdered off screen and you just find out because you see their dead bodies lying. You don't even see most of Roy's body. It's like Wally's body is in the middle of the panel and then Roy's like sort you can see like Roy like sideways like next to him. Like it's not even like they don't even get a splash page. It's just a panel. And it's like, oh I'm dead. Um oh, oh well shoot. It's it um it is very sad makes me cry. Um, cause like Clark is the one who's going into the house, and he's like, as he's like finding the bodies of these other like nobodies, and he's obviously getting very upset about it because he's Clark. I, um,
1: I mean, also, it, I'm assuming within the universe, they're not no, they're not nobodies. No, that's the thing.
0: <laughs> I'm calling them nobodies.
1: They're, they're,
0: in this series, they are people, and they, you know they have lives, and it's very sad, it's genuinely very sad, um, but they don't have, you know, a history, um, but he's finding these people, and he's getting very sad about it, and then he sees Roy and Walt, and he's, like, going through, he's, like, you know, trying to report back to Bruce, and he's like, oh, you know, uh, hotspot confirmed, uh, uh, Blue Jay confirmed, um, and then he, uh, he, he's, he's he sees the two of them and he starts he starts to say like Roy and Wally and he sort of like stammers through it and then he's like, uh, Arsenal and Flash are confirmed. Um, and it sucks. And it sucks and it's the pits and I'm so fucking BOTH of them. Both of them.
1: Okay. Do you do you wanna hear something that'll cheer you up? Absolutely I do. T gave us a review. Oh, okay. Hey, let's do,
0: um, let's do that. Let's do our wrap up. Let's talk. Let's give a great shout out to our pal who gave us a review.
1: T out here really going above and beyond, joining the discord, following us on all of the social medias, leaving us a five star review, 100% (laughs) recommending us to both newbies and seasoned veterans. Who want to hear hot takes on their favorite comic book characters.
0: Oh my god. I. What. What a champion. What a hero. T. T is real and strong. And my friend. And. I'm sorry. That. uh, They probably listened to this whole episode. And. Heard me lose my fucking mind. (laughs) If he didn't, that's okay, too. Um, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry to anybody who listened to this whole episode. You definitely could have skipped <laughs> the last 20 minutes of it because it's just me getting real mad. Um, but hey. Hey! Thanks, T. We love you so much. really appreciate that. Um, I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Um, I'm glad... If anyone else is enjoy, if anyone else out there is enjoying this, I forget how we do this because I just got, like, super, <laughs> super worked up. Do you want me to and I'm do hungry. it? <laughs> no, okay. I got it. Um, if you, um, if you wanted to leave us, we'll start off with this. If you want to leave us a rating and review, um, like that, we will definitely give you a shout out. Um, we extremely appreciate it it's very cool. Um, if you want to come in the discord and hang out with us and T and, and, and the whole gang, um, that would be rad. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, um, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. Um, if you want to send us an email about your hot joker takes or about, uh, uh how how mad you are at Tom King or about how you're not mad at Tom King and Olivia's overreacting. Um you can do all of that. You can send those to capesandjapes at gmail.com. All of our social media is also under capesandjapes I talked about uh I talked about the Discord. I talked about the reviews. If you wanted to uh to drop us a tip in our tip jar so that we can both keep buying comics that make us mad if we yell about them. Um, that's on our website. Oh my god, this has been almost an hour and a half. This is nuts. Uh, It's okay, I'll warn for it
1: in the episode description.
0: Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, thank you for joining us. I'm so sorry. Um, hopefully some of this was interesting and you skipped how mad I got. (laughs) Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for enjoying the show. Maybe... Thank you for, uh, telling your friends about the show, if you felt like doing that. Um, we've had a great time here tonight getting mad. Um, I have been Olivia.
1: And I have been Elion. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman.
0: (laughs) Kiss me sexy Batman. Tom King, what's your deal?